share a few more insights about that. We said that a person's reward in a person's Einish isn't a res- that he's given reward or that he's given Einish. He does it to himself. He does it to himself. Let's explain it like this. Maybe you already gave the marshal last time, maybe we'll explain it in more detail. And that is, a person, that's what Akhadish Baruch gives him in this world, is the amount of time he has to live here. It's uh, limited, on this forever, but that's what Hashem gives a person here. What a person does here, Ba'atim, that, that becomes his, and it becomes his forever. And if I get the marshal, that's that person's devotion. So he talks, he moves, he, he waves his hands, he picks up his head, whatever he does. But everything takes a second because he keeps, he keeps, carries on what he's doing. If you have a camera and you take a picture of him, so you, you've caught him in a certain pose, his hand up, with a certain frame, whatever it is, that stays forever. It's not part of the, so to speak, continuation. It's like if you've frozen, so to speak, that frame, and that, that remains. Every, every mice that a person does in this world works the same way. That's his. Whatever you do at the time, so the time is, time is temporary. But the material is whatever that, the part you, the, what you spent time on that remains yours, and therefore the idea of of nitzchias of something which lasts forever, and it's the to is whatever you did here lasts forever. So that it stays the same. But that that that, that can't, whatever you spend time on that's yours forever. So time spent on Torah is time which is yours to Torah, and it's yours. And therefore it's not a vote of the kiyah chashbroch has to give you reward. The idea of the reward is. The mitzvah itself. Schar mitzvah mitzvah means that here we see a mitzvah as a reward, as a ma'aser. There we there that same mitzvah means the reward. Whatever what a person gets from the mitzvah, and that is because what he invested life into it. But and if that's okay. It's the same thing applies to Einish. We started talking about last time. The same thing applies to Einish, and that is a person that invested time part of his life in doing something wrong. So then he's he's given chiyus to that. Wrong thing, whatever it was. If that's the case, something has to be punished. That's his. It's part of his life was wrath. That so we frozen that friend. Part of his, his existence is whatever he did wrong. The question is going to be: So how does the person do children? We're going to talk about. So that's the first point we're talking about. And therefore, it's not that he gets reward or he gets punished. That's it's the result of what a person invests in. You invest in mitzvahs, you have them. You invest in the various, you have them. That's what, that's what remains from a person after the time that he spent. This is actually important in Yisrael, especially in Yisrael, especially We spoke about this. That Rabbeinu Machir, in a reserve called Seder and he writes a famous name. And he writes, Hadafim Megillotem, Hayamim Megillotem. Your days are like pages of a book. Like a diary. Except... It's not just a diary of I write today, I did this, and today I did that. That, re- that what you write in the days is what remains yours. That's you know, that's, uh, that's what you what what what's written. That that becomes yours. How the way you spend your time. And he says that's what's most important. Because we have the Torah, but the, the most important thing we can learn to to do in order to maximize the value of the Torah is to appreciate time. You can't days because you understand each day is important. Because Ba'ama says it's the days that a person spends in Torah which are his days forever. The days that a person spends learning mitzvahs which are his days. Okay, so that's one point. Now we saw a second thing. Now we saw a second thing. We spoke about the fact that when the Anshakas Lagadoda took away the Yetzer of Arise for three days, 
So for those three days, the Gezair says, the fire of Gehenim stopped burning. The fire of Gehenim stopped burning. And it's only when the Yetzirah came back again and the fire started again. And we asked the question. We asked the question that, why did the fire stop? In other words, the Chayra, we spoke about. If a person has used part of his life to do a very, and there he gets punished, so how long is the punishment last for? And the answer is, for as much life as a person put into it. Like I said last time, for as much life as a person puts into doing something wrong, that's how much chios there has. When it comes to mitzvahs, it's forever. Because Hashem gives chios. So as long as there's a, it doesn't end. Because as long as once a person's built, so to speak, the, the time that he's used for mitzvahs, so it continues and continues and continues, so Kodesh Prof has an Indian in, in maintaining it. It's tafka when it comes to Ra, Hashem doesn't have an Indian in maintaining Ra. And since Hashem doesn't have an Indian in maintaining Ra, so the punishment for how long the Ra lasts is only as long as the person spends doing Avera, or as long as it caused other people to do Avera. So that's the case. What, how long a person should be punished for, or what the punishment should be, should be up to the person. So why does it make a difference to the people burning a Gehinnom, which means people have already done a virus in their past, in their lifetimes, if there's a Yetzirah in this world or not? The fact that there's, there's people doing a virus here, right, which affects the Yetzirah there, what's wrong with the other one? They should be punished for the Yetzirah they had in their lifetimes, and the people today will do all the Yetzirah in the future. Why, if there's no Yetzirah here now, does it mean that Gehinnom doesn't burn yet? And I can borrow it right from the Gemara. The Gemara says in Shabbos that when Gehinnom wasn't, when the Yetzirah is not allowed to be martial people here, so it says to Hashem, I'm too tired to burn Gehinnom. I don't have a koyach. So here we see what he says. It's really an abandoned house. It's passion, passion, sacrifice. And he says the principle like this. He says that we have to understand that this idea we just said, that HaKadosh Baruch doesn't give koyach to Ra. And that's why Gehinnom doesn't last forever, because it's only as long as the person gave a koyach. Hashem doesn't give koyach to Ra. That applies on a much bigger level too. Hashem doesn't give koyach to the Sultan. He's also Ra. The Yetzirah is also Ra. Hashem doesn't give koyach, doesn't give them koyach. He explains, this is what the Mizarah also says, that's why it, the Sultan needs to attack our Yisrael. He needs to try and take away from us, because the Amis, whatever he can take away from us, is what he gets. And that's all he gets, because he doesn't get anything on his own. It's very much like always an example of a weed which connects itself to a tree. It doesn't have roots, so it can't suck its own nutrients. It has to hold onto a tree and grab what it can from the tree. It's a bit self-defeating, because then he's going to kill the tree. And then he won't have anything either. And that's exactly what happens here also. Rat can only take from what a person does wrong. But eventually it's going to be, Hashem stops giving that person. So then the rat will have nothing either. Now, this is the biggest side. The, there are three ways we look at the Koyach of Rat. There are three different names. The Gemaris and the Basra. And all three names are really one thing. What are the three names of the rat? The Yetzirah, the Sultan, and is all the same thing. He just does three different jobs. Says the Gemara. The first job he does is he comes to try and entice people to do theirs. That's what he's called Yetzirah. When he gets on to Nadera, he goes up to Shemaim and he comes to complain about the person. 
because this person did wrong, he's a Jesse punish. Then he becomes a Satan. Satan is the accuser. And if uh, he gets through Shus, he comes back as a Malachamavis to kill the person. I'll give you a that Bamas, the Valimosa writes that when a person can meet Mach with a hair, I recognize you, you are the answer. You are the one who came to Mach me. It's the dogma. If you want an example for this, imagine the case of an undercover policeman who tries to get you to break the law, and the breaking you do, now he's going to, now he's going to arrest you. Well, what are you doing? You're the one who got me to do it. Yeah, you did it. Now, now, now I'm arresting you. The answer is exactly the same thing. He's marshaled the person so that he can come back as a malachim of the kid. And what's, what's the ikka? Ask the malachim of What's the ikka name of the answer of this kayakra? Which one? Satan, Yetzer, and Malachim Abbas. What is the And the answer is the Ikhwan is the Malachim Abbas. That's what he wants. The essence at the end of the day, what he wants is he wants to kill somebody. And why? What is the end of the day to kill? The Russia the Ra, the Russia wants looks at the Tariq and wants to kill him. And you ask him, what's his Indian? Why do you want to kill? And the answer is, he needs to. It's not that he wants to, he needs to. Because he's not given Khilas on his own. It's only when he takes away from a person he gets. So if Louis a person who's meant to live 90 years, and the chair is matched on him, so Hashem decides they're going to kill him at 40. So the Yetzirah gets 50 years of that life. Whatever you can take away from someone is what he gets. Now, the emphasis is the punishment of Gehenna works in a similar way. It's not just that a person's punished. It's whatever the person does, may matter, what loses out because of that, the Ra gets. So it's the same Kayach. The same Kayach which takes away from a person here is the Kayach which is punishing him in Gehenna also. It's the same thing. It's the Ra was a takeaway. And now we see the Yisrael. In order, since the Ra doesn't have Chiyos, so it needs something to give it life the whole time. And what needs to give it life is that people are doing a verse. If people are being nikshal, that gives him khirs. Now he can do all these other jobs. If people aren't doing anything wrong, then he has them to live And therefore, we're talking about the specific Yetzirah and Avarais. If for three days there was no, no one did anything wrong in the world, because there was no Hashem destroyed the Yetzirah of Avarais, so then that prayer wasn't active. It has no khirs from anyone. The Yetzirah has agents. We're going to talk about him, we call him the Yetzirah, the Sultan of now, the Ma'is is the Rasul Malachi Hawala, which means Malachi will come to punish, which are parts of the force of the of Ra. So it's true, the Yetzirah himself isn't in, in Gehenna, but the Malachi will punish a person there, whatever negative spiritual kinds we're going to call them, they're, they're, they're on his side. More than that, it's not just the Malachi will punish them, it's the various the person does themselves, like we said, that creates the punishment that's created by the Yetzirah. Someone. So the techniques of the person who created them. That's the only as much as the person put into them. More than they don't have. So then they die. But he's still giving chiyos. No, you only get the when he's doing them. When a person is doing something wrong, he's giving his chiyos to that thing. Like we said, just like if I'm doing, we're doing shatara now. So we're all donating or dedicating half an hour of our lives to shatara. Good. We're gaining from it tremendously. But Lamaisa, we're using our life to learn. In Chasa Shalom, the person is doing half an hour doing an avera. So he's given half an hour of life to the Avera. Now, we see that he has a Maisa. He gave half an hour of his life to the action of the Avera. We see that same concept in Shemayim as the punishment. This Ra that he created has half an hour of life, so to speak. 
how are we going to explain those terms? So he'll suffer for that, how much that he gave it. And like I said, if Hasidim, a person was set in price of something which other people are also going to be nechshal in, so then his avar is being given life more and more and more because anybody else's nechshal is just uh, adding their chios to his avar. So he'll be suffering much more for it. The Ran needs the person to. This is actually a good question. What's the Sultan's Hashem? Does he try to be machshal person in small avarus the whole time, and then he gets a little bit like a steady income of small avarus, or does he try to do some, get the person something big wrong, and you can knock him off completely, kill him, and then he gets the chios he has? It really depends. And so the Gemara says it's Kiddush and we get also. It depends on the person. Why? I'll tell you why. Because the more a person becomes a tzaddik, the more chiyos he gets. In other words, a person who is uh, on a lower level gets less rafnis. A person on a higher level gets more rafnis. If that's the case, if the Yitzhara wants to get maximum benefit, he's going to bring down the tzaddik. The bigger the tzaddik, the better, because the more chiyos he gets from that. Which is what the Gemara says in Kiddush. He tries his hardest against the Chachamim because that's he gets the most from. Therefore, if you're talking about a simple person on a low level who there's no major expectancy he's going to achieve anything big in that, then it's probably more good the Yetzara to be martial in something big and get whatever he can from him now. But if you're talking about somebody who has the potential to become greater, then it's good for the Yetzara to wait with him because the greater he becomes, then more, so to speak, the Yetzirah can try and get it, take, take away from him if he's mashallah later on. And therefore, yes, yeah, sometimes when, when a dafka, a person who could become a Talmud Chacham, the Yetzirah leaves him alone until he gets to something, a level of, which is more Kedai, and then you'll try then, then to bring him down because then you can get much more from him. Isn't it harder for him once the person gets to that level of growth? It things? definitely is harder. So why does he do it? So why does he wait? Because he thinks he's stronger. It's stronger. It's, it's, it's a bigger, it's a bigger uh, challenge, so to speak. It's a bigger, it's, but the stakes are higher. Also, you remember something else. Also, the Yetzirah is stronger than a person. A person's ability to overcome him is only because the Rishon helps him. So yes, it's harder because the bigger time of The Yetzirah can deal with it too. And this is going to be an element which Hashem helps the person. He can bring down the time of also. This is a Gemara also condition. We're going to talk about the Yetzirah. The Gemara says about Amaraim, he used to make fun of the Satan on the pay. He used to say, Gira Ben and Sidna, we're weak and we're stronger than the Satan. Two Amaraim, I'll tell you, two Tanayim. He used to say, we're stronger than the Satan. And in both cases, the Satan showed that we're not stronger than him. I, I could reduce it to the level where people are going to laugh at you. I'll give you the story in the Gemara. The Gemara says a story about a certain Tana. And it says, he used to think, eh, I'm stronger than Tara. So the Yetzirah had Indian to try and be Mahshohim. So the Yetzirah, what the Yetzirah did is the Gemara says, it, looked, it appeared to him like an extremely beautiful lady, but Dafka on the other side of the river. If the Yetzirah wanted to be Mahshohim, it could have been right next to, next to him. But Dafka crossed the river. Why? So he saw her, the Yetzirah in the form of a lady, says the Gemara, he jumped into the river and started swimming. Now, why did the Yetzirah do that? Think for a second. Imagine how ridiculous it must have looked to anybody who could have seen that. Right? It's one thing with a person in the which happens to be in front of them. But uh, Rosh Hashiva, what, what, his track, and his humble, like jumping into the river. Like, For what? Where are you going? What happened? And someone drowned. No, there's a lady there. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? And that's what the Yatara wanted. He told him afterwards, he said, I did it to you to show you you're not stronger than me. If they wouldn't have been Shemayim, I would have considered you not Shemayim. If they wouldn't be Makhraz and Shemayim, that you have said the Shemayim, I would consider you as strong as they said, Klippas Hashum, the pillar of a God. Another story, same kind of idea. Another Amara. 
Another time, I'm sorry. But also, you used to make fair. I'm strongly a tzara. You can't do anything to me. And he said exactly the same thing to him. He says, Idmeleki Isha looked him like a lady. Where? Sitting at the top of a palm tree. I don't know how he thought that he got to the top of a palm tree. Right? That's what she was. So what do you do? Starts climbing the tree. And exactly the same thing. It just made him look ridiculous. Imagine what looks to the onlooker. And you see an old Russian shiva. He puts down his walking stick and starts climbing a palm tree. And what are you doing? For what? What's up the tree? Right? And, and they start on the same thing. You see, I wanted to show you I'm stronger than you. I got, the Gemara tells us the names of the Tanayim. So that's not just Tanayim. It's in Pusha Gemara and Kusha Tafay. The two Tanayim we're talking about are Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Meir. So we're talking about the greatest of the Tanayim. Right? And they thought that they were stronger than the Yetzirah. Right? The Yetzirah said, no, you're not. No, you're not. But they think they were... ...in Baba Basra. That there's a certain level that a person does not have a Tanayim which takes the Yetzirah away from them. It says, Babram Yitzhak Yaakov, for example. That they shouldn't took away the Yetzirah from them. They were high enough level. They didn't need it anymore. So maybe they felt that they were able to set that same level. The Yetzirah can't do anything else anymore. But isn't there an meaning that the greater the, per- the person becomes, the stronger the Yetzirah is? Like, it's like that's just come on. And that didn't apply to Avim and Tzaghanah? To a certain extent. The person's miscarried the whole time, so then he's, he's overcome the challenge. Okay, so anyway, so like we're talking about a Kayach which is strong and has an Indian to bring down a person because the greater the person, the more he'll get. Also, there's other verses besides the Rays. Zerah Shamra Kosov. Bottom of this, in this front page of Malaf at the bottom. Kipoil other Mishalem Shaf Ula Atzma. The action a person does, Hatsobahim, Ra, whether it's good or it's bad, he he Atzma to Shlomisha. That itself is what he gets from it. Zerisham Boabis, Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah. The Schar of the Mitzvah is the Mitzvah. The Schar of Avera Avera. The Schar of Avera is the Avera. Zel Shakosu, he is called Maisa, the King of Mishpat, which means the Maisa itself comes to the judge, to judge a person. And that's how he made us finish him, it's Kamal Shahid. That, that's what he gets, the Maisim he did. And now we come to a very interesting Gemara. The Gemara says, Anybody who says HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mavateh. Vatran, he's always Mavateh. Yivat Rechayev, he's going to Mavateh on his life. And the person HaKadosh Baruch Hu always dismisses the various, Hashem will dismiss him. The Chayim of Yishami, and Bersh Yisrael, and Tanchuma, not a place in Zem Yerush, but the Chayim of it's a chiddush. I thought I feel Adam is chesed, mislagim in the samaritanus. What's the value of being mivatim? We always say being mivatim, mivatim. It's a good mida. To forego my rights to do something is a good mida. Yes, I could fight back. I could do something. I could claim from him. Mivatim. It's a mida. So I can't say being mivatim. Why do you say Hashem is not a veteran? Anu kamoshe kasavnu. She'ena derech ha'onish shenakim echas v'shalom. It's not that Hashem is coming to punish you. You did something wrong. Now I'm going to punish you. If that would be the point, then it's actually, it should be Mavatik. Okay, that's not wrong. No, give in. It's not a big deal. Forget about it. That's not the point. Rakhatsarim teradifra. Shaachet atzmi hu onche. It's not that something Hashem has to punish. Your person did it to himself. If he invests the time in Ra, the Ra is there. He, he, he did it to himself. When a Kodesh Bokhu set up the way the world runs, she claim kifis iris maise aramit. Depending on what a person does, whether they tell him they're good or they're bad, everything a person does that has an effect. Each one of the makarv of that person it has an effect, and therefore, as a result, a person has to deal with the consequences of the ma'asim he did himself. And if the ma'asim he did gave koyach to rats, then that rat is going to come and take it, take away from him. If he erred in that game based on what the, what he did wrong was and what I'm talking about, 
And now that's, that's, that's nothing to change. And now the next point is the important line. That's not just the vote of punishment. That's also the tekun. And let's talk about this for two or three minutes because this is a big issue. And that is, when we talk about punishments in, in the world we know, whether it's the justice system or the police force, whatever it is, we talk about punishment, it's in one of two categories. Punishment is either deterrence or punishment is revenge. Depending on what the kind of punishment is. Deterrent. Which means the reason why we make punishments is because you don't want people to do something wrong, so it's the money should be wrong. If they see what happens if people do something wrong, they won't do it. So we have nothing against the guy who did the crime specifically, but we're going to make a big deal out of it so no one else does the same thing. Right? And therefore the idea of making a punishment as a form of deterrence is it's, it's the Tevis Akla. Tevis Somebody did something wrong, he got punished, it'll stop other people doing the same thing. And therefore our, our, our Indian, our reason to punish isn't necessarily because he needs it or because it's the right thing to do for him. It's, it's because it's the right thing to do for everyone else. Right? It's the right thing to do for, for other people. I go, we find something similar in the Torah, which is exactly in this category. Two or three times the Torah punishes somebody very strictly for something which Lachar didn't deserve such a strong punishment. And every time it does, the Torah is in the same land. Everyone else would see and hear and learn. And they should do the same thing. So it's punishment which is coming as a deterrent. For example, the halach of a zakin mamre. Zakin mamre. A zakin mamre is a talmud chacham, a chashu of talmud chacham, who passes is not like the base in the garden. And they warn him, there's a sanhedrin, there's a head of passes, so this is upset. And he decides, I'm not passing him like that. I decide the halach is different, or I have a messiah, or whatever it is, I'm passing him my way. What's that halach of zakin mamre? We kill him. We kill him. But what's the reason? What do you do? He was a He killed somebody. He passed him differently to the same thing. Why did Chayv miss it? So the Prophet says, It's a deterrent. We don't want splinter groups in Klai Israel making up the Anhalach. And therefore, we, we're going to punish very strictly so people learn from the lesson and don't try to do the same thing. That's, also, that's one kind of punishment. Deterrent. The second kind of punishment is revenge. And that is, you do something wrong, we're going to get you back. So whatever, whatever he did wrong, that's how you're going to scale how bad it is, and that's what you want to give back to but the idea of punishment for tikkun, to fix up what a person did wrong, doesn't exist in the physical world. Uh, the, the whole concept of how do, you fi- how do you fix what you did wrong, doesn't make sense. If I, went br- if I smashed somebody's window, I, I, I can fix it, it's broken. But if I did something uh, to another person, it's done. You can't undo what you've done. So therefore punishment can only be in the fact that we're going to pay you back, we're going to take revenge. You did this, we'll do that. But the idea of being attacking something, fixing it, that doesn't really exist. And this is the use of the the idea of punishment in Shemaim as an element of tikkun also. The element of tikkun also. Now, how does how does the punishment in Shemaim fix something? So on this first level, I mean, it's much more depth than this. But on the simple level we're talking about now, we'll explain more about this in the future. And now we talk about now is very straightforward. By doing something wrong, a person's created a certain negative thing, a certain koyachra, malachra if you want. Okay, so it's there because of him. It was not meant to be there. He created it. If that's the case, what's the way to fix it up? You deal with it. How does he deal with it? It's like we said, it needs chiyos. It needs chiyos. So he, however much he put into creating it, he has to give it that much chiyos. But then the mile of that is, that is no longer there. 
Never start arguing with it. So as long as it, as long as it's there, because it has how much clearance the person gave it, he's there. So he's created a, an army of negative things in the world. When they have a chance to take away from him, and they're not giving more chiyus, like we said, Hashem doesn't give him chiyus. So they have a certain amount they can take from the person, but then they, 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 they run the course of their lives, so to speak, with that. They're not there anymore. And therefore, Hashem can't take away the punishment. The punishment that a person gets is the metzias of giving that chiyus, which he gave to the ra, so that way it gets rid of the ra. That way it's, it lives out its life, so to speak, and, and doesn't exist anymore. Now, one more point I was talking about today. So if that's the case, the khara, the only mahalat we've explained so far of how to deal with an avera is to lose, a person, some, for a person to lose something what he was meant to get to feed, to sustain the avera for as long as it exists, well, then it'll disappear and then you won't have to deal with it anymore. That's necessary because you created it, take care of it, you make sure it disappears. We're going to see there's another mahalat called shavu also. A person doesn't have to suffer. Even though this is the idea of, of, of a mesh of suffering, it's not the only option. There's a second option called Shiva also. We'll talk about that in the next slide. There's one more point I want to say. And that is when we said HaKadosh Baruch was not a vatra. There's a big difference between someone who's the vatra and somebody who's Michael Vasilech. Hashem is Michael Vasilech. We said every day. We kill Michael Vasilech out in one nusach or kill Vasilech or Michael, whatever that's what's going to be. What's the difference between? What's the difference between someone who's and someone who's Michael? And the difference is one point, but it's a critical point. And that is, Michael means you come to ask Mechil. You realize you did something wrong, and you come to say, I'm asking Mechila, I'm sorry. Then for someone to accept the Mechila, he's Michael. Being Mechila means the other person didn't come to ask Mechila. He still thinks he's right. He did something wrong, and he's not going to ask the He's too embarrassed, or he's too brazen, or he's too, he doesn't realize he doesn't realize there's something wrong. Whatever the reason is going to be. Now, me, because of my good midas, I decide even though Be'etzim he's wrong, and even though Be'etzim he hasn't come to ask forgiveness, I'm going to Michael anyway. That's called being mevatim. I have the, I'm, I'm foregoing the right that the valid right that I have in order to try and get paid back, or try and get back, or revenge, whatever the, whatever the, it would be. That's being mevatim. And here's the thing you said. HaKadosh Baruch is not the vatim. There's a world which is created with the Siva, and for no reason, Hashem's not going to take away that. They're there, they exist. You create them, you deal with them. Right? But Hashem is Mechul Salech. Which means if a person comes to, to ask for Shiva, that Hashem always wants to do. Hashem's always willing to be Mechul. And Salech, that yes. And that's the difference. If a person says, Hashem is the vatim, he's going to die. Why is he going to die? Because the person thinks Hashem is going to the vatim, not kill him, I have a virus. Hashem will just forget about them. He won't. They're there. And what they're going to do? They're going to take away a person's chiyos. So he'll lose from that. But that's only for a person who wants to not do tshuva. He wants Hashem's kid to forget about that virus without doing tshuva. That Hashem won't do. He's not about it. But if a person wants to do tshuva, that Hashem is always willing to make up. If a person does tshuva, Hashem is Michael Salech. He's always willing to be Michael Salech, and tshuva works. And now the only question you have to talk about is how does tshuva work? It's not just a question of, okay, I'll try harder next time. It's a Matthias. You've created something. You've used your life, so to speak, or at least a part of it, to give heels to something bad. However much time a person spent doing an avera, thinking about an avera, whatever he was doing wrong, it took time, and you've given that time. So how does Shiva change? How does Shiva help? So that's something we're going to discuss.
next time. Then he talks about the next paragraph, but he uses the words from the Zara, so we just have to, the next time we'll, look, we'll analyze it and explain what he's trying to say. So therefore, if a person was offended by something you did to me, so I can say, but don't, don't ask to get paid back, don't ask to punish. But here's another vote that Akkadish Baruch was offended, so to speak, by a person doing something wrong. It's a consequence. You've created something. If that's the case, it takes away from you. It's your responsibility to deal with it. Akkadish Baruch is not going to change it because it's there. It's part of the brain in the world. So now you have to deal with the, with the, the element that you created. 